I'm Anne. And I'm Lita. And this is Vodka Lemonade Stand. Cheers. Cheers. Yay. Okay. I didn't say all right that time. I'm going to call that a win. Let's start with the music. Oh, yeah. Music that's new lately. Yes. Music that's new. Not going to say this week because I'm not meeting my New Year's resolution of editing on time. (laughs) But new music this month. New music. For March. Yeah, let's start with Jonas Brothers. The Jonas Brothers are back together! What the fuck? Yeah, there's that vine where that girl is like very close up in the camera and she's like, joke's on you. The Jonas Brothers can't break up. They're brothers. <laughs> and somebody like retweeted that and they're like, it was a prophecy. <laughs> so that was my favorite like analysis of this moment in time. Or they just realized they could make more money doing their solo ventures and being a band at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, also, I think we came up with a conspiracy that Joe and Nick Jonas wanted to collaborate, but if they didn't invite Kevin, yeah. it would be really awkward at Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. so they went ahead and invited Kevin, even though he's not the most famous Jonas brother. He's, he's not the least famous Jonas brother. Frankie Jonas is the least famous <laughs> Jonas brother, but Kevin Jonas is the least famous Jonas brother who is part of the Jonas Brothers, Yes, you know? So they released a song relatively recently called Sucker. Mm-hmm. The music I'm video so is absurd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I watched, um, just like when Harry Styles released his album and doing, was doing his press tour, he did a week with uh, James Corden. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of like late, late Harry Styles or whatever they called it, it was late, late Jonas. And I watched mm. all of the videos today when I was waiting for you to come over. Uh, when I was napping? <laughs> while Anne was napping, I watched their carpool karaoke. Mm. I watched um, just like random videos about, oh, where they had to like spill secrets or eat gross things. Okay. I watched that I want to play that. I do not want to play like that. Because I like spilling my own secrets. Just nobody ever asks. Oh, I want to moderate that. I don't want to participate <laughs> in it, you know? Yeah. So if you find a crew, I will moderate that game for I you. I also want to eat gross things. Just nobody ever asked me to. That's mm, the thing. I feel okay. like it would be the perfect game this, for me. Yeah, it is perfect It's a win-win. They, the, some of the questions, like they asked Kevin, if you had to buy an album with your own money, would you buy a Nick Jonas album or would you buy a DNCE album? Oh, no. They also asked, who do you think is the better uncle? Joe Jonas or Nick Jonas. I mean, the questions were like... That's the kind of thing where if the answer is not completely obvious and everybody agrees, then you're going to start a fight. Yeah. They also asked Nick Jonas to rate his Jumanji castmates from most to least likable. Like, the questions Mm. were pretty intense. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm happy to do that, but I'm just not very happy with Kevin Hart's homophobia, so... But also, like, them liking us is not contingent on our livelihood yeah yeah (laughs) yeah burning some bridges (laughs) yeah that's what nick jonas said he was like so they decide whether i'm gonna be in the movie or not (laughs) yeah (laughs) um and then in carpool karaoke they did a lie detector also and they asked joe which of the brothers annoyed him the most and they asked they asked something about the wives. Oh, during the Spill It game, they asked Kevin which couple he'd rather go on vacation with. Or they asked Joe. No, they asked Joe which couple he'd rather go on vacation with. I mean, obviously Nick and Priyanka. 
He said Nick and Priyanka because they would pay for it and it would be amazing. <laughs> but just like obviously Nick and Priyanka. I, mean, I want to go on vacation with Priyanka. I do too, but like that's really awkward. Yeah, in but like, situation. that's such a specific thing. Like I feel like you can still be really close with somebody and not want to go on vacation with them. That's fair. And like they wouldn't be offended. They'd be like, like, oh yeah, I don't want a vacation your with brother, you brother though. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Mm, yeah, I would go camping with my brother. <clears throat> I wouldn't like go like sightseeing in a new city with my brother. Yeah, that's fair. They also asked both Nick and I don't know if it was Kevin or Joe if there was a point where they were like, this is too much with Nick and Priyanka's weddings. Because <laughs> they, they had two ceremonies? Okay, I don't know if this was an exaggeration or a joke, but they said 18. That sounds like exaggeration. <clears throat> Most, it's got to be three, right? Dude, I don't know. Oh my gosh. Hold on. Joe Jonas totally shaded Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra's 18 event mm, wedding mm. celebration. Apparently the night before, instead of doing a rehearsal dinner, they do a dancing and singing competition. Oh. They do like a singing, dancing off. I mean, that's on brand. It is on brand. It's just, it's, it's different. Uh, yeah. So James Corden asked him what he's learned from his brothers who've gone through the like wedding process mm-hmm. already. Cause Joe is engaged. Just yeah. to be turned yeah, yeah, They're yeah. not married yet. Oh my God. She's and, the luckiest, not just because of the engagement, but like she just lives a dream life, like super successful acting career at a young yeah. age, supermodel, good looks, mm-hmm. engaged to a Jonas brother. Like what yeah. a charmed life. Everything about that is great. I mean, Nick and Priyanka have a pretty similar, mm-hmm just charmed existence. Yeah, Nick is really lucky. And so is Priyanka. Sure. I mean, in her own life. Like, she She's didn't need than to marry. She is. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they're both lucky. Um, But Joe Jonas said he learned mostly things not to do. Both weddings were absolutely beautiful. All of 18 of Nick's were amazing. <laughs> I feel like it's the same thing. I, I learned what I don't want from my wedding by being really involved in my sister's wedding. That's, I mean, that totally makes sense. Yeah. Because there's, like, the fantasy and there's the reality. You know, there's the planning, there's the execution. So. How how do we feel about the song? Okay, so... It's catchy. Oh, yeah, it's a great pop song. It's a catchy song. Kevin Jonas, very unnecessary. Yeah. He... It's... It does feel like his presence is obligatory. Yeah. It just, it would be awkward without him. It would be awkward if they did it without and him. And three is a very stable, strong number. Yeah, duo would be weird. Duos are weird. That would be really weird. Especially if, because the video has their, like, you know, fiance's wives. Yeah. That makes it fun when there's three. If there's, there's just two, two it's like, weird. wait, is this weird? Is this like a wife swap thing? Like, what's going on? It's gross. Three makes it better. Yeah, I completely agree. It's like charmed. It's the power of three. And Which... Frankie Jonas is... <laughs> Rose McGowan, <laughs> the secret fourth brother, who will only take over once one of the brothers gets written off the show. Oh. But there isn't a show anymore, so like, it's fine. There isn't a show anymore. Yeah, the one thing I do want to say about the song, and I pointed this out to Anne when we listened to it and watched the music video, was there is a pretty similar song. Called mm-hmm. Sucker for You. And I think this is a rare occasion where we actually will play clips of the song. Oh, are we going to yeah. do that? Go for it. Okay. 
So I'll start with the Jonas song, right? Yeah, come at me, Jonas. Okay, so the song that we're comparing Sucker by the Jonas Brothers to is Matt Terry's Sucker for You. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, we'll listen to like a verse and a chorus to get the full experience here. I'm a sucker for you. The okay. whistles. The so whistles. Take that. And then we shall compare it to this other song. second guy again matt terry he sounds like a jonas brother he's got like the same vocal quality well oh my gosh so i said matt terry Mm -hmm. and then i was thinking he's a tenor so i wrote matt temer (laughs) disaster okay um oh my gosh he's a year younger than us oh no oh he was an x-factor kid that makes sense actually he is a 25-year-old X-Factor. Is he the same age as Harry Styles? No, older? Harry Styles is younger than that. How old is Harry Styles? Um, I think he's 24. Oh, God. Harry Styles, 25. Oh, February. So recently as of pretty recently. recently. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the Matt Terry song came out a while ago. Yeah. Um, in 2017. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. In 2017. Um, And, like, again, it's not like this is a novel concept. Yeah, you can't trademark the idea of being a sucker for you. Like, that's... It's not a cliche, but it's... People understand what that means. But I think it's the combination of the, like, electronic pop, Mm -hmm. the falsetto, Mm -hmm. the, like, pump-up tune aspect. Whistling. It's... I don't know. It's suspicious to me. Yeah, I mean, I was using the same dance moves for both songs. I would love to have a uh, a mashup. So if you are the kind of person Ooh, who makes mashups, please let us really know. That would be really good. Good idea. We'll shout you out on the pod and uh, promote your mashup of these two very <laughs> similar songs. Well, this is like my genre. Like Spotify told me, my most listened to genre of twenty eighteen was dance pop. Mm-hmm. I think it's the same for me. Yeah, it's a great genre of music. Oh, it's so fun. It it makes me feel carefree, which yeah. I really need in this world, yeah. in this life. 100%. But it's just, it's... <laughs> it's to contrast with my sad bops. Oh, yeah, sad bops. <laughs> I only cried in the shower once this week. You know, I think our listeners expect that from you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I just, I just think it's worth bringing up that these songs have 
some similarities. I'm not like pointing any fingers and being like, ah, plagiarism. Oh no. It's just like, it feels pop, very coincidental. Pop is a genre where it's easy to retread the same steps. Yes. It's just a lot of the same steps in the same songs, mm-hmm. I think. But that doesn't make it less valid. Like, no. The Bachelor, really great the Bachelor is pretty much the same every season and we still really, really enjoy it. Oh yeah. I mean, there's a reason it's successful, right? Mm-hmm. Like the same thing works so why wouldn't you keep doing the same thing you know just keep that winning formula tweak the recipe a little bit Mm -hmm. add some cinnamon every now and then yeah that's all i want but i just i couldn't not say anything about it yeah so i'm just bringing that to your attention as an fyi it's just interesting you know also like if there's a lawsuit we called it first yeah good point good point also like I need this, you know, trap of knowledge to come in handy sometimes, you know? Yeah. Outside of, outside of karaoke, not karaoke. Trivia. Outside of trivia. Outside of trivia, I need all of my random knowledge to come to some sort of fruition. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. interesting. Mm -hmm. So we're going to call it this. The song is good. It's a fun, it's a fun bop. It's not a sad bop. It's fun bop. I was delighted to see more Jonas. Although, Kevin, I really don't need him. It's fine. I don't need him. He's not hurting anything by being there. That's true. If you were, I know we've, I think we've done this before, but, um, and we don't need to rank the Jonas Brothers in terms of cuteness because Kevin. Jonah and Kevin, obviously. (laughs) For me, because I'm an eyebrows lady. Yeah, you are an eyebrows lady. I I was literally just talking about this at my hair appointment today. I was like, "Mm, Joe Jonas loved them eyebrows. Why are we talking about Joe Jonas? Oh, because... Because I was, like, showing uh, a picture to my hairstylist, and she's like, oh, she's got great eyebrows in this. Oh. And, I was, and I was like, I am all about the eyebrows. Like, Joe Jonas is my favorite Jonas brother. And she's like, mm, Nick is my favorite. Mm. And I was like, yeah, you would. Well, that's, like, a valid... I mean, if someone was like, Kevin is my favorite Jonas brother, I'd be like, you're a psychopath. Like, there's something wrong with you. I think it, it would have to be about, like where your values and your life path are at. Like, if you're somebody who really values, like, faith and getting married... But the thing is, he was the first one to take off his purity ring. Well, because he got married, right? No, before that. Mm. Before that. I learned that during carpool karaoke. So, if Kevin is your favorite Jonas brother, I'm really curious about why. I'm not going to pass judgment right away. No. But DM us, please. Yes. At Vod Stand. We need to know. We're curious. You might convince us. Because there's nothing wrong with Kevin. No. He's just, he's not, he's no Joe Jonas. Well, he's not as cute and he's not as successful. He didn't have a solo career. Mm -hmm. And that was something. But maybe that's, maybe that's the draw. Maybe it's like, you know what? I really relate to being like. The forgotten. Fine, but not the, not the most flashy out of my siblings. Yeah. Yeah. I respect that. Joe Jonas was kind of annoying me because they were doing a little segment for James Corden's show, which was side effects may include. And I don't know, they were doing like side effects of getting back together in a band or side effects of being in a band with your brother, you know, it was like that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and Joe, jo- or not Joe, sorry, Nick Jonas kept say like one of them was um, asking if you can perform one of your solo songs in the band and then he says one of your very, very successful 
solo songs. So he's a bit full of himself. And I was like, I mean, you're hot. They're fine, but I couldn't name one off the top of my head. I could name so many Nick Jonas songs. I know off you can. <laughs> Um, there's one that has to do with chains, and chains, I remember because I don't like it very there's much. There's also another one called Chainsaw. What? There are two <laughs> songs with chains God on them. God damn it. Well, I guess, I mean, the word chains. Um, the most, I think, um, uh, the most famous Nick Jonas song, I think, was Jealous. Mm, yeah, I don't like, I don't like the sentiment that you have a right to be jealous. I just really liked the gospel version of that song. Ooh, it I would listen to that. Really I still good. might not agree with the idea that you have a right to be jealous, but I, <clears throat> I would, uh, I would listen to the gospel version. I'll say like, if you're jealous, don't be too harsh on yourself, but yeah. don't act like it's your right. No, 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 no. Uh, in my first job, I made one of our interns listen and watch the video of the gospel version of the jealous oh song with me. Oh, man. Using power in the best ways. Uh, But I think, yeah, I think Jealous. And his album had the dumbest name. Do you remember what his album was called? No. Last year was complicated. Oh, my God. You can't make this shit up. Like, you just can't. Honestly, that sounds like the title of a journal entry that I would have made in (laughs) mid-January. Uh, okay. Music. Oh, the one thing I just want to notice. Notice. Sure. Why not? Um, Acknowledge is Marin Morris released an album on Friday. One of the songs is so good. You need to listen to it. It's called The Bones. I haven't listened to the full album enough times, but she's immensely talented. She's shaking Mm -hmm. up country music. Why don't you just make me in the man? Okay, but let's not talk about that song because <laughs> that's the only one I listen to regularly. But I'm 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 wanting to get more Marin Morris in my life. She's phenomenal. Her and Casey Musgraves kind of fall in the same category of mm-hmm. you know shaking up country music. Good, and, it needs some shaking. Uh, but in very very different ways. Mm-hmm. Or I would love for country music to like do a throwback, like bring me some more like sixties and seventies inspired country. That's just about singing about your broken heart. Mm. Oh my god, I love it. I want to hear about more trucks. Not motor trucks. Well, Marin and Casey, I feel like, do a good job. Yeah, of, they do a great job. Of that. So, And Marin, I mean, I love Casey Musgraves, but Marin Morris, I think, just has such an incredible voice. She's just a pleasure to listen to. So, highly recommend. Also, it's just so weird to me still that two members of One Direction toured with my two favorite female country artists. (laughs) They're trying to work those connections. Yeah. Enter that market. I, I, yeah, it's just, it's really exciting. And Casey and Harry did a Shania Twain cover that they performed together on tour. I know, right? Harry Styles is obsessed with Shania Twain, which just brings Everyone's me a lot of obsessed joy. With Shania well, Twain. actually, I was watching. Okay, I fell down a rabbit hole of Jonas Brothers <laughs> videos today on YouTube. Perfect. And I was watching Nick and Priyanka play the newlywed game. Oh. And Nick asked, "Who is my celebrity crush?" It was Shania Twain. Interesting. I'm writing that down in my mental notes. <laughs> That's in my notes forever now. That's she's an in icon, but I would she's never describe her as my slub crush. Interesting. I mean, it might be one of those things where she was so prominent in his youth. Yeah, with the leopard cat on. suit. Oh my god. Yeah. 
Yeah. And she, yeah, she's just an icon. So just like, like how Harrison Ford circa 1980 or yeah. whatever with the Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. like, is part of me now. That's fair. So. We all, we all have our things, you know? Anyway. On Friday, we saw Captain Marvel. I'm going to very, very rapidly shift gears. So we saw Captain Marvel. It just came out. That's the heat, if you're wondering what the haunting sound is. Oh, yeah. We're not in our regular space, so there's no fridge, but there is heat. You know. It's not a ghost. It is what it is. (laughs) We're not in a studio. This is not a controlled environment. You know, if you want us to record in a studio. You have to pay us a lot more money. Find us on the cash app. Seriously. Find me on Venmo. Okay, so Captain Marvel, our introduction to Captain Marvel within the MCU was at the end mm. of Avengers Infinity War, the last thing Nick Fury did before he... Before disintegrating. Before disintegrating into dust. Good God. He brought out a pager and he hit a button uh-huh. and it made like a... Bling! Symbol. Yeah, a little star, red, gold, and blue. And... We knew, because we knew that Captain Marvel was coming out, that he was contacting He's paging, Captain Marvel. Paging Carol Danvers. Paging Carol Danvers. But that was literally the only thing we had ever heard about her ever. Yeah, I wasn't familiar with Captain Marvel beyond, like, understanding that the latest iteration of Ms. Marvel is, like, a Muslim teen girl. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, that's fun. Great. Good for her. I don't know anything about the backstory. What did you think of the movie? I loved it. I thought it was very fun. I think Brie Larson is really enjoyable to watch mm-hmm. on screen. I was really admiring her hair the whole time. Ooh, her <laughs> so hair was great. When I was at my hair appointment today and I was showing pictures uh, to my hairstylist, shout out Maddie, hey. Um, I, I pulled up pictures of Brie Larson and being like, can you do that to, to my hair? And she's like, yeah, like I can do anything. And I was like, tight, 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 <laughs> um, So I kind of have like, blonde and slightly wavy hair today thanks to maddie g it looks really good just saying thank you i i appreciate that okay so some interesting things about captain marvel the movie before i have a really really intense rant prepared for later but i'm going to get through the rest of the stuff before we go there um so captain marvel had had been in the works i think they announced brie larson back in like 2016 or 2017 mm-hmm. Sounds like it's, right. it's been a while yeah uh and there was initially a lot of pushback because she was so young when they announced she was 26 yeah she's a baby but uh, she had already didn't she already like have an oscar at that point for room it was less about her as an actress and more about captain marvel being like a captain in the uh. air force and how much time that takes. Okay. And it was just like the realism of it, but also at the end of the day, it's a fucking comic book. I mean, it's superheroes. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. Uh, but that was like the initial pushback to Brie Larson's casting was that she was too young. Okay. I mean, how old's Tom Holland? And I guess well, Spider-Man's he's supposed in high to be a high schooler. But, like... but also, women are always going to be more harshly judged. It's yeah. just a fact, yeah. and I'm going to get into that later. Anyway, so some interesting things about Captain Marvel, the movie. It explains the Tesseract. It's the origin story for the Tesseract. Yeah, the Tesseract, which we first saw in Captain America. Yeah. Because it was in Captain America, that they the first Avenger. Dug out of the Arctic. I don't remember Captain America. 
I've seen that movie a couple times. Um, not Winter Soldier. I want to say Winter Soldier because I love Winter Soldier. It's not that. Um, but it's like an artifact, right? Like the Asgardians know about it. Like it's a whole deal. Here we go. Okay. Um, creepy. Oh, the guy who plays Elrond in Lord of the Rings yes. is the evil guy. Yes, in Mr. America, Smith first from Avengers. the Matrix. Um, so Red the Red Skull wants to use the Tesseract as an energy source for world domination. Gross. Uh, and of course, the people in, or the aliens in Captain Marvel want to take it a step further and make it be for universe domination. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, great. Uh, yeah, you're right. So that's the first instance where we see the Tesseract and then it shows up in, again in the first Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of just like pops back up gotcha it's an artifact it's like it's not an infinity stone but it's the same level of like importance yeah and this was its origin story we find out because that was kind of an interesting thing about the avengers was we were like oh it's this really important thing and we know it's important but like what is it i don't know yeah and now we know yeah so that's just kind of interesting i liked that uh integration Mm -hmm. you know uh, also, Nick Fury and Carol Danvers were the dream team I never knew I needed. What a good duo. I feel like this was also like a Nick Fury origin, origin story that I also didn't know I needed, and now I'm really, really glad that I had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, the technology, incredible. Like, the de-aging that they did for oh Samuel L. Jackson it and Clark didn't Gregg. It look eerie at it all. It looked phenomenal. Which, normally, when they've done something to somebody's face to make them look like... Like, this is us, oof. Yeah, or, like, younger, or, like, and I mean with digital technology, not makeup, because makeup can work wonders. Um, and probably maybe there was a combination here. I don't know. But yeah, you, I could not tell that Samuel L. Jackson wasn't, like, the same age as he was in Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. I was very impressed. It was phenomenal. So money well spent, Disney. Yeah. Because, damn. Yeah, seriously. Uh, I wrote Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson, who? Because previously, the Dream Team from... Captain America 2? Captain America Winter Soldier. Yeah. Was Black Widow and Captain America. You know, I really like uh, the dream team that is Thor and Hulk. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That didn't come about until later. It's true. But Nick Fury and Carol Danvers, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful pairing. I really appreciated it. Because Nick Fury has been this really instrumental, I mean, even more so than Coulson has been this really instrumental part of MCU. Mm-hmm. And, like, we know so little about him. Yeah, he's an enigma. He is a total enigma, and he's done the most badass things. And we're just like, oh. Yeah. That's what he does. <laughs> um, this time, he's just, like, fawning over this cat the whole time. It's oh, my really God. Lovely. But the cat who wasn't a cat. The cat Oh, who my was... God. I know. I kept being like, hmm, these aliens are so dumb. They think this cat's dangerous. Turns out, it's not a cat. No. It's a monster. It's a monster. With tentacles. It's like a cat turned Venus flytrap who can eat people. Yeah. It was With spooky. Tentacles. It was spooky. Ooh. Yeah. Very. Because the whole time, they thought it was this other... Yeah. like breed of thing and they were like oh it's yeah. a whatever and all of the humans were like oh, you're so dumb it's a cat yeah 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 i like the top gun reference the cat's name is goose oh yeah i was like clock that nice it's cute okay i have a question why did fury wait until the post universe cleansing that thanos did to call captain marvel 
you know, I'm just going to shrug that one off as uh, suspending my disbelief. Because, yeah, she could have been a lot more helpful when they were having an entire battle in Wakanda. Yeah. Seems like she could have aided that. Or when Loki was invading the planet when they were in New York City. But maybe he tried and she didn't come before. And he's like, well, you know, I've been ghosted, but is that one last distress signal? I mean, maybe. I guess. Carol seems like a heartbreaker. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, What was the first thing you remember seeing Brie Larson in? I was thinking about that. I couldn't remember. I was like, I know I've seen her in things before this, but I couldn't tell you what they were. So, I don't know. What's her filmography? So, the first thing I ever saw her in was Scott Pilgrim. Oh, yeah. She's Scott Pilgrim's ex. The first thing I remember seeing her in was 21 Jump Street. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I know we're trying to limit our Googling, but I literally have to pull up her IMDb. I mean, I have her IMDb up. Well, I need to see it. Fair enough. I never saw Room because I don't think I can do it emotionally. Mm-hmm. But I, I know Brie Larson best from being on United States of Terra. Okay. I didn't watch that. That's mm, the one it's thing It's a good show. I... It's, it's, I mean, what can I say? You, you've got <coughs> Brie Larson, definitely, but Tony Collette is such a dream. Yeah, she's had like quite the eclectic filmography. She was in several episodes of Community. Mm. But this was like, I mean, if it hadn't been for Room, I don't think there was any way she would ever have been considered for a, a leading MC. Yeah, role. that was her pivot to serious actress. Yeah. I completely agree. Also, fun fact in the comics, do you know the character of Rhodey in MCU? From uh, Captain America? From Iron Man. Oh, that's what I meant. Yes. Yeah. So, originally in the comics, Carol has a romance with Rhodey. Oh. I know. And I was, like, trying to picture Brie Larson. Is it because they're both in the Air Force? I don't know. Probably. Um, I was trying to picture Brie Larson and um, John Cheadle together. And I was like, this is not Mm -mm. computing to me. Which is interesting because in a really weird Showtime show that I watched, John Cheadle gets it on with Kristen Bell. And, like, Kristen Bell and Brie Larson are not drastically different. Yeah, those are two people that I would definitely bring to my hairstylist and be like, give me his hair. It's called House of Lies. It's a movie about, or movie, sorry. It's a TV show about management consultants. Okay. It was actually really good. I enjoyed it a lot. (laughs) I should watch this. Uh, I had a great time. It's on Amazon Prime. As someone in management, I should watch this. Um, Yeah, it was a pretty banana show. I'm just obsessed with Kristen Bell. I rewatched all of Veronica Mars when I was going through my job hunt and I was really stressed and crazy and Veronica Mars was like one of the things that would distract me enough that yeah. I could not think about it. And then I fell for Kristen Bell all over Literal again. Literal Disney princess. Love well, her. And I've been listening to Jack Shepard's podcast. Mm. So just, you know, layers, right? I love Kristen Bell. Her and Don Cheadle. Super interesting. So that was the only reason why the Brie Larson thing. I was like, mm, maybe, but I wrote this down. Director Anna Bowden has hinted that Carol could have a female love interest in the future. Fucking good. Telling USA Today that one day I hope Captain Marvel finds somebody that is a good support for her, be that male or female. Because I'll tell you, the the things I googled as I woke up this morning were Brie Larson, gay? Brie Larson, lesbian. But we know that because of Phantom Planet. 
<laughs> Brie Larson, bisexual. <laughs> None of these got the result I was hoping for, which is like, yes, this woman is queer. Um, but I mean, she's got the she's got the look. She's she wore flannel and leather, <laughs> and a leather jacket. And her best friend wears this, like, amazing jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. And they had this, like, vibe. But I'm like, this is more than best friends. Oh, yeah. If I were to have one critique of Captain Marvel, I'm like, let's just make this actually gay. Because but it feels gay. Was, so let's make it gay. The thing was, there was no romantic subplot. It's the first superhero movie I can remember that has no romantic subplot. I mean, there's no romantic subplot if you don't ship... Carol and her her friend, what is her friend's name? Why can't I remember? Marie Rambo. Marie Rambo. Yeah. There's no romantic subplot if you don't ship Carol and Marie Rambo as hard as I do. But I, I like I need I just no, need it. I'm in totally my I'm totally veins. on your level. But like it just it feels so monumental to have a female led superhero movie where a romantic subplot does not take up any of the time. It's true. I just they had I think other that's things going on. Incredible. But there was vibes there. Because so many of the women in Marvel have been discredited or just, I don't know, really undervalued because of the romantic subplots mm-hmm. that they're a part of. Like, fucking what's-her-face in Garjo? Thor, Jane Foster, oh, yeah. is supposed to be this brilliant scientist played by Natalie Portman, uh-huh. and she just gets turned into... Thor's love interest, and yeah. they have no chemistry, and it's horrible. And Natalie Portman, objectively more famous than Chris Hemsworth. By, a, like, a fair amount. Now, I feel like it's harder to say, but back when Thor came out, 100% she was more famous. She's the star. She yeah. was 100% more famous. Uh, now, because of Marvel, I feel like they're on pretty equal playing field. Chris Hemsworth did some catching up after Thor 3. I still think she's more famous. That's fair. I mean, she's had a longer, more it's prominent true. career. She's been famous since she was a kid. Like, yeah. I mean, I remember Natalie Portman from Star Wars. Yeah. So, not that, you know, those were the best roles to highlight her talent. I mean, she's got that Star Wars money, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, That's all girl, you really need in life. Girl, do Hayden Christensen's you... been skating off that, probably. You know, we have to watch that movie with I know, Emma Roberts and Hayden Christensen. That How Did This he, Get Made covered. I had such a big crush on Hayden Christensen. Me too! Like, it made me a Star Wars fan because I was hot he for was him. so cute. Yeah. He Which so is, like, cute. honestly, like, Gen Xers, like, stop acting like you're a Star Wars fan because you're into sci-fi. Like, you're a Star Wars fan because, like, Princess Leia was fucking hot. Yeah. Okay? And there weren't yeah. enough hotties showing off their hotness in Star Wars. Harrison Ford aside, because what a babe. Yeah. But we had Hayden Christensen. He was our Princess Leia. Yeah, fucking Mark, what's his name? Mark Hamill? Oof. Oof. He's an extremely good person, and I would love to be best friends with him. He was never a crush of mine. He's not panty dropping. That's for damn sure. Sorry, I'm looking up something really specific. There's a really funny Tumblr meme having to do with Hayden Christensen and i am finding it right now um so i'm just gonna keep scrolling while we're talking but how did we get to oh no romantic subplot that's (laughs) where this all started yeah (laughs) um 
gonna see what else I wrote down. Okay, while I'm scrolling, what has Captain Marvel been doing this entire time since 1995? I mean, I know she's like- activity. I mean, I know that, but like, really? She's been absent for like you all think, of the shit that's yeah, been happening in she MCU. Might have, she might have popped up in some Guardians of the Galaxy stuff because I feel like that's her turf. Like she was aligned with the the Kree, which was like Lee Pace's alignment as well. I found it. Yeah, I'll say if you're a fan of Captain Marvel, you should <laughs> also watch the new She-Ra on Netflix because um, basically, broadly, the plot of Captain Marvel is. Um, Carol Danvers, who's like, you know, doesn't have a memory and is raised as verse by the Kree for six years, like realizes she's on the wrong side and should be, you know, not aligned with the people that she's been fighting side by side with forever. And it's the same story in She-Ra and it's really fun and it's also feels pretty gay. So recommendation from me. I want to talk about this Hayden Christensen meme. Do it. Okay, so the way it works is it says, wake me up. And then it has... Like Evanescence? Then it has a picture of the kid who was not Hayden Christensen, the first kid who played... um, (laughs) What's his face in the first first movie? Phantom Um, Menace kid. Huh? The Phantom Menace kid, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Phantom Menace kid. Um, And he is assigned to Before You Go-Go. So wake (laughs) me up before you go-go. The Wham! song. Then you have Hayden Christensen from the second movie, uh, The Phantom Menace, which is When September Ends. Wake oh me up when September <laughs> ends. The Green Day song. And then you have Hayden Christensen from Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. The third movie, which is Wake Me Up Inside. Oh my gosh. What a good meme. I'll show it to you. It makes me giggle. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Where, where do you feel like I fall on this alignment chart? Because this this is an alignment chart. This is an alignment chart. I feel like you're definitely when September ends. Yeah. Bitch, please. Yeah. There's no other alternative. I've left my wake me up when you go, go days behind me. You have. And I'm not quite. You're not quite the, wake me up inside. But I'm very solidly in wake me up when you, September ends. He's the kind of guy who cries in the shower. Vanta, <laughs> or no, sorry. Um, Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Did I? I, I might hate have called sand. that movie the right or the wrong thing. Sorry. But from the second movie, Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Hayden Christensen. What a babe. Was a weepy. When they have that picnic on Naboo. Oh, my oh God. it's very cute. Although someone pointed out, there's another. I can't. This is really deep in my Tumblr memes or in my Tumblr, like, so I'm not going to find it. But there's another very, very valid post. That is like, in what universe would Padme from The Phantom Menace have a crush on this child? He's a baby. And she's a queen of a whole planet. She is on a ship with a young Ewan McGregor. That is the fundamental flaw in the trilogy. Because Ewan McGregor is a box. And it's not something that you like realize right away because he's not as hot in his Padawan stage, but once you get to, like, Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, and he's got the beard. Mm. But what's really important to point out about this post is the person who responds to this explaining why that decision was made. All they wrote was, dudes wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. If if they talked to anybody, people would have been like, this doesn't make sense. Because I think, if I remember correctly, 
Padme in Phantom Menace was supposed to be between the ages of 14 and 16. Yeah. And Anakin was nine. Yeah. So the crush, it's not, it's not happening there. Now, if he'd been Hayden Christensen at that stage, um, yeah, absolutely. Oh, what 100%. A he was so cute. But if you've got like a nine-year-old and you've got a young Ewan McGregor. There's oh no my question. God. There's literally no question. Mistakes were made. I mean, dude. I, so, I still have such a thing for Ewan McGregor. I have such a thing for baby Hayden Christensen. Yeah, that too. I think I have a thing for um, Moulin Rouge era. That's the thing. Ewan McGregor. Yeah. You, Moulin Rouge, I watched it for the first time when I was 14. <clears throat> and it like changed me. Yeah. That's a sexy movie. So hot. It's a really sexy, tragic. <laughs> I'm like overwhelmed. Musical movie. <laughs> and looks like she's really distraught right now. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> She's clutching her head. Yeah. Yeah. If you need, if you want to know a little bit about me, like when I was 14, my favorite movies were Shakespeare and Love and Moulin Rouge. And that's all you really need to know about me. That tells a lot. Mm-hmm. Tells a little story. It really does. Um, I do want to say when Anne and I were walking back from the movie, I really liked your perception of the plot. How in the beginning, Captain Marvel feels like this really contrived thing. It's like, oh, there are these bad people and we're working against them to try and fight the bad people. But yeah, then, it, it felt boring twist. to start. Yeah. I wasn't engaged with the movie until we found out that the Kree actually weren't the good guys. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. what? These like weird looking green people with pointy ears aren't the bad people? Oh, now I'm listening. Like that reversal felt good to me. But up to that point, I was kind of checked out. I'm really glad that that's what happened because the movie would have had a really hard time redeeming itself without that. Yeah. There's not a lot to grab onto. But now it's exciting because it introduces the idea that like their first mission, which is like a reconnaissance mission to recover one of their Kree spies in Skrull territory. And the big mystery is like, wait, like how did this scroll like imposter know our spies like code name which is how we identify whether somebody is actually like Cree or not mm-hmm. and it's because they probably also like got to this person and the spy was like oh fuck i'm on the wrong side that's, that's compelling possible. to me i'm excited about it, it i like it it was it was very compelling it was very compelling because you have so especially I think because this whole thing goes down at Maria's house mm-hmm. in like Georgia, mm-hmm. Louisiana, uh, Louisiana. Sorry, um, so they're in this kind of like rural country area, and it's Brie Larson, Nick Fury, Maria, and this weird-looking scroll guy, and, and then and Maria's his, daughter, who's very and adorable. Maria's daughter, and also the scientist scroll guy. <laughs> I love the scientist scroll guy. <laughs> um, and they're all just like standing in a room in maria's house they talk it out and they talk it out and it's so great but you're it's looking very at feminine it. action movie because they talk it out <laughs> they do no they 100 percent talk it out but i don't it just it felt really different i think that sort of reveal i can't remember another instance where there was a superhero movie where people were like wait you're on the wrong side of this yeah my mind was being changed at the same time that like her mind mm-hmm. being changed. Yeah. And that was kind of nice. It was a cool thing to go through as an audience member. Because I had forgotten that like, I think wasn't Jaimon Hansu in Guardians of the Galaxy, like as like a Kree fighter. 
And he's also in this movie as a Kree fighter. Maybe. I don't really remember Guardians of the Galaxy Super Bowl. That's fine. I will say. Those were not memorable movies. But like basically, soundtracks. Lee Pace as, uh, I think he's like, Kree extremist is like uh, the bad guy. The guy with the hammer. Exactly. The, like, but he's also like the weapon. battalion commander for yeah. like Captain Marvel's unit mm-hmm. for the Kree. And so I like had lost track of what the Kree even was, which I think is what the movie like hoped yeah. happened for you. I'm like, Kree, I don't know what the hell they are. But they're, like, not good guys. No. So. They're really bad guys. We come to realize that and reinforce it. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's coming together as a context. Yeah. 100%. Tight. What we have next to talk about. I'm going to do this rant. Unless there's anything else you want to say about Captain Marvel. Okay. So. In leading up to this recording, I read the Vox review of Captain Marvel because one, Vox is like one of my most trusted media sources, mm-hmm. and two, I avoided reading the review before we saw it because I didn't want to be spoiled, mm-hmm. and I'm really glad I went with that. Anne was like concerned for me while we were watching it. I was really anxious the whole time. <laughs> Lita was very <laughs> tensed up. I was almost like, are you okay? <laughs> Is there something going on for you right now? Like, do you need to leave? I was just really invested. <laughs> I'm glad and that's I'm going to get into that. So, okay. Some of the criticisms from the Vox. First of all, Vox gave Captain Marvel three out of five stars. Okay. They say the movie feels like a trailer intended to show you how powerful Captain Marvel is rather than the story of how she became a hero. One, it's an origin story. Two, she spends the second half of the movie fighting against intergalactic genocide. Mm-hmm. Is that not heroic? I'm sorry. Do I... Am I not understanding something? Yeah, I mean, I think it doesn't follow the same, like, origin story, like, hashed out, worn out, boring, like, paces, which is... To its strengths. Like, it pops you Mm -hmm. right there in the middle of the story, Mm -hmm. and you really don't know what the fuck is going on. Which, I think, for something that's based off comic book source material, is appropriate. Yeah. Because who has the time and money to read back to the beginning of a comic book arc? Good God. Um, So, I liked that part of it, and it, like, was felt new and fresh, and, like, it didn't follow formula in a lot of ways, one of them, there not being a love interest. One of them, mm-hmm. the, like, the structure was like different. Mm-hmm. But I think that served it overall. 100%. And I, and I don't think it's free of plot holes. I don't think it's free no. of like, confusion. No superhero movie is free of plot exactly. holes. Exactly. Like, we plot just talked holes, about why holes. Nick Fury didn't call yes. Captain Marvel earlier. Like, that's a major plot yeah. hole. So, like, just, it's fine. Sorry, I just confused plot holes and pothole hotline, which is a lot of signs <laughs> that we have here in Portland because there are a lot of potholes. Pothole hotline. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, something else the Vox says is it's hard to invest in the character because she spends so much of the movie not knowing who she is. I completely disagree. That feels I found dumb that to me. more compelling. We spent all of Memento not knowing who that guy was, and it's still a really good movie. I thought that was fucking bullshit. I, I don't like railing on Vox like this. Like, this makes me really uncomfortable. I mean, who, who wrote it? I'm pretty sure it was a woman. I'm pretty sure I checked that because I was like, I'm suspicious of this. But I feel like it would have been kind of problematic if a not-woman had written it. So Yeah, because there's the whole thing about the online trolls taking its Rotten Tomatoes score, which is just like, you really don't have anything better to do? I guess not. It has 80% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. From critics. From critics. Yeah. 
Which is the only thing that matters. Yeah. Because men are babies. Extremely so, and it's concerning. Like, okay, I was listening to my new favorite podcast, Ask a Clean Person, the podcast, and they, they she was, like, having this, one of her friends on, and he was saying how, like, he learned how to do laundry in college, and I was like, my dude, like, you should have learned to do laundry before you started masturbating. Like, that's when everyone should learn how to do their own laundry. Like, before you menstruate, before you masturbate, know how to do your own laundry so your mom doesn't have to clean up your, like, biofluid. Good God. So that's the standard I would like to enforce and an example of how I think we baby men too much. That's fair. Uh, My bad. The article was written by someone named Alex, but is Alex a man? Give me a second. Unclear. That is kind of an ambiguous name. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to look at their LinkedIn because that's creepy. Okay, it's a guy. One guy named Alex is his Instagram handle. I'm so bored already. It's like, why do I... I don't... Fuck you. I feel like this movie also wasn't really for an audience of men. It really felt like like a story that was supposed to be enjoyed by women. And especially queer women because Brie Larson's a babe. And wears fucking flannel. And, and a leather. jacket. <laughs> and there's, like, her friend Marie has a jumpsuit. They're pilots together. Like, their, like, role model is this badass, like, Air Force scientist who turns out to be a Cree, like, rogue. Undercover. Oh, my God. It's so yeah. great. Um, if you're a woman. Yeah. Okay, this leads in really well. So, the... Um, Oh my gosh. The headline of this article was Captain Marvel deserves a better movie. Which leads me in really effectively. I mean, like, does the character? Because I don't know who the fuck Captain Marvel is. This movie felt fine. So. Okay. Here we go. It's ridiculous that this is the first female-led Marvel superhero movie. And it's supposed to be the most groundbreaking, fantastic thing ever. And anything less than that was going to be a disappointment. First of all, I thought it was a really enjoyable movie. Did you find really it an enjoyable fun. movie? I really enjoyed myself and I would happily see it again. Second of all, there have been a lot of really, really mediocre male-led superhero movies. Thor Did you see Thor? Two. We're lucky Did you we see had Thor a third two? one. Did you see Iron Man 2? No one even remembers that the Incredible Hulk happened. We, we all just collectively decided to forget. It didn't happen. And everyone has this perception of like, oh, well, they had the opportunity to do something like really groundbreaking and exciting, but it's just like every other superhero movie. It is every other superhero movie. It's a fucking superhero movie. Like, I, it's groundbreaking by the virtue of it even being made by Marvel at all, and that's mm-hmm. sad. But like, we have 10 other white male-led superhero movies I just, I don't understand why this was supposed to go above and beyond to be, like, the most incredible thing that's ever happened. Yeah. And it was the same standard that Black Panther was set to, that Wonder Woman was set it's to. It's unfair, yeah. It's absurd. I said, also, why do white guys get generic movies and no one else gets generic movies? The true point of equity will be when everyone gets generic movies, yeah. you know? Like, oh, it makes me so mad. I thought it was a great time. I really, really thoroughly enjoyed the movie. And I really resent that because it has 
I'm making air quotes, diversity casting, it needs to be the most phenomenal thing that's ever happened. My one critique is like, make it gayer. It feels pretty gay, but go ahead. I feel like it's going to get punchier. Good. I mean, because the Marvel, oh, did I copy that other quote? Um, Because the director said the thing about male or female, but then talking about a different Marvel thing, um, some director of something in Marvel said that Marvel is ready for Mm. an LGBTQ do you ship? Line. Do you ship Black Widow and Captain Marvel? No, <laughs> I don't really like Scarlett Johansson. I mean, That's I don't really fair. Black fair. Widow. They've Joss Whedon killed her character. Yeah, I will never forget that Tumblr image sequence when Black Widow is like, "I wish Joss Whedon had remembered that I am an Avenger." And not a boobs trampoline. But Who I'm... do we ship Captain Marvel with? Oh, actually, I wrote that down. <laughs> um, I wrote down... Tessa Thompson? Whoa, 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 whoa. I just shocked myself. I'm covering my own mouth and I'm shaking a little bit. Valkyrie and Captain Marvel together? Oh, no, that's still... Oh, yeah. Is she going to get a romantic subplot? And if so, who will it be with in Avengers Endgame? Valkyrie is also a very talented pilot. Yeah. (sighs) Canonically by. If you like to read between the lines. (laughs) (laughs) You have to read between the lines. I think comic book canon, right? Oh, I don't know. Valkyrie comic sexuality. A cutscene confirmed Valkyrie as bisexual. Oh. Well, cutscenes are canon. Thor Ragnarok. Cutscenes are canon. And Inverse.com says Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie is the first queer character in a Marvel movie. Cutscenes. Washington Post says Thor's Valkyrie is Marvel's first LGBTQ character. If Washington Post says it, (laughs) I think we can just accept it. Yeah. I don't always say that of things published in Washington Post, but in this instance, I'm willing to say yes. Please forward your Carol Danvers Valkyrie fan art to <gasps> at Vodka Lemstand on Twitter. Captain Marvel AO3. Should we get a Tumblr? <laughs> I just made up. <laughs> Is it dumb that we don't already have a Tumblr? <laughs> I don't know. Well, our social media presence, admittedly, were. Oh, God. That's dumb. I hate when they do that. Um, something that. AO3 has introduced relatively recently as being to exclude things, which comes in handy because people get pretty overzealous with the tagging. And I'm seeing Captain Marvel tagged in a Bucky and Steve fan fiction. Come on now. And I'm not really sure what that has to do with anything. Just saying. I, I, I just, I just want Carol Danvers. That's all I want. Okay, I'm doing category. No, that's characters. Categories. F slash F. Carol Danvers and Jessica Drew. I don't know who Jessica Drew is. I have no idea. Maria. Oh, that's Maria Hill and Black Widow. Okay, because Captain Marvel came out too recently, AO3 is a mess. We yeah. will follow up in a couple weeks when the Captain Marvel fandom has time 
to catch up and write their own fan fiction and not have all this tangential bullshit. There'll be, there'll be fan art. I'll see it on my Tumblr dash. Yeah. But we should start a Tumblr. Mm. In answer to your question, yes. But anyway, my rant was, I just don't understand why we hold these movies to unrealistic... I mean, I do understand why we hold these movies to unrealistic standards, but also I want to punch everyone in the face. I thought it was a great time. I thought it was super fun. I did not think it was contrived. I thought the whole, like, switching sides thing was the opposite of contrived. Yeah. It was a nice surprise for me. And it was like a weird buddy comedy with I love buddy Samuel comedy. L. Jackson. He just does buddy cop comedy stuff so he well. He does it so well. That's really his, his good turf. And right this there. like really fun introduction to, you know, what has been acknowledged as the most powerful character in MCU. Oh, she is so badass. Just like photon blast and shit. Oh my God. And I just. She flies through <sighs> space. She doesn't even have a helmet. Good no, God. she can just fly in space. Amazing. She blew up spaceships by just flying through them. They just exploded around her. That was amazing. And She's you need, you need somebody a little bit overpowered to go up against Thanos. Because he's pretty much the definition of overpowered. Well, especially now that he has all the fucking infinity stones. They really fucked they up. They fucked him that up so bad. It's like, if you got to protect some infinity stones, you want to get time and reality. How you fuck that up so bad? Anyway, see our prior episode on <laughs> on Avengers 8. What is it? Infinity War. Avengers Infinity War. See our episode on that if you want to hear the full rant because we don't have to retread that ground. But like, yikes. I'm looking up. <gasps> Sorry. Avengers Endgame comes out in like six weeks. Good. Co- I'm not prepared. I, for some reason, thought it was 2020. April 2019. Fuck, I have to buy those tickets now too. <sighs> But I'm like kind of relieved I want it to be over, you know? Yeah. I'm ready. And also I'm excited to Bring see. Bring me back my spider baby. Oh, spider baby. I love him. I know you do. And I think that movie comes out pretty soon too. Good. Um, I Spider-Man. Spider-Man Far From Home. Is that what it's called? That looked fun. It does look I fun. I like a good field trip comedy. What did you say? It, would, it was like Spider-Man meets the Lizzie McGuire movie. <laughs> <laughs> I stand by that. Yes. <laughs> um, that comes out in July. I'm so excited. We have a lot of Marvel birthday? shit to do. Um, it's two weeks before my birthday. Oh, perfect. So that's not too far at all. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to have an episode about Avengers Endgame in about a month. Yeah. Unfortunately. But at least we'll know. I just, I want to know how they bring people back. I'm like, if this isn't compelling, you've wasted yeah. so many years of my life. My money, again, my money's on the reality and time stones. I feel like you can do whatever, pretty much whatever the fuck you want with those. What is Captain Marvel going to do? Steal the <laughs> reality and time stones. <laughs> and why is Iron Man just like floating in space? Dying. Because, I don't know. I don't know either. Okay, basically Captain Marvel see it i thought it was really fun i thought it was really well done it was very exciting there was even some dick jokes in there there were dick jokes the mid-90s thing there were so many technology jokes that were actually pretty well done (laughs) they wait forever for this like sound file to load and all the aliens are just like what's wrong why isn't it working they're like no it's loading it's downloading just <laughs> calm down it's gonna be fine i liked it a lot and the soundtrack was phenomenal oh the soundtrack was so good it's a i really really enjoyed it and not 
in the way where with Wonder Woman and Black Panther, it was like, oh, this needs to yeah, be good or I'm going to like out. make you cry because it's like, oh my God. But it's, it's so fun. It's a fun ass movie. And we just, we really need to let go of this unrealistic expectation thing. It makes me really frustrated. They're super, at the end of the day, they're fucking superhero movies. Yeah. Like some of them are more unusual than others, but they're never going to be these like cinematic phenomenons, mm-hmm. you know, like suck a dick. Like that's not, that's not the point of them, you know, yeah. like the best I can do is like make you feel really excited and good for a couple of hours. The only reason for the most part that we want to see Avengers Endgame is to see Captain Marvel. We want to see what she does. Yeah. We oh, and I want, she... um, I want Black Panther to come back. Well, and Spider-Man. And Spider-Man. Uh, we I lost want, some of our faves. I finally want my Stephen Bucky to just make out. Oh, well, I think you're going to have to read the fan fiction there. I think that's too I much know. to ask for. I know. With the LGBTQ Marvel representation. Be, oh, 100%. Read the fan fiction. I'll send them to you. Okay, we've done a lot of talking about Captain Marvel. We're going to see... Avengers Endgame pretty soon. Then we're going to see Spider-Man Away From Home. Some other things I'm really excited about. We need to watch the new Roswell. Oh, Everything yes. I've I heard seen it on Tumblr good. has been really exciting. There are also two really interesting Netflix rom-coms coming oh, out. Oh, that's right up my alley. One starring Gina Rodriguez and the other one. Sorry, I have to go back to my text conversation with Ella because we were sending trailers to each other. <laughs> um, the one with Gina Rodriguez is called Someone Great. Oh. Um... I will read the... Oh, I'll play the trailer. Go for it. I didn't mean to play the trailer. Aspiring music journalist Jenny, Gina Rodriguez, has just landed her dream job at an iconic magazine and is about to move to San Francisco. Rather than do long distance, her boyfriend of nine years, someone I've never heard of, decides to call it quits to nurse her broken heart. Jenny gathers her two best friends for one outrageous last adventure in New York City. Someone Great is a hilarious and heartfelt story of friendship, love, and what it means to let go of your 20s and enter adulthood. Oh my god, I'm so here for it. It happens April 19th. This movie will maybe destroy me. This might be what we do an episode with Ella about. Excellent. And then there's a Noah Centineo movie coming out shortly after. Bring me some Noah content. The Perfect Date. Oh my god. (laughs) Wait, is this where he's somebody's fake boyfriend? Uh, No, 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 no. no. Because that's already... Is he a fake boyfriend again? Okay. Noah's character in The Perfect Date is trying to save money for college and does so by creating an app where, where people can essentially rent him as yep, a date big boyfriend. for the night in return for a small fee. Of course, he accidentally falls in love with the girl of his dreams. Yeah, well, we talked about dates. this before. It's so good. I'm sure we have. Uh, and this comes out. When does this movie come out? Uh, the Perfect Date. This comes out April 12th. Oh, this comes out before the other one. Excellent. So we have two rom-coms to watch and cover. And I think it'll be another really great double feature. I love a rom-com. I'm really excited for that. There's lots of stuff coming up. Eventually we're going to talk about, actually probably in our next episode, we're going to talk about Instant Hotel, our new favorite reality television show. Oh, it's so good. Watch it if you haven't. I'm really excited to talk about Formula One, which is an aspect of pop culture that yeah, i had no idea you'll existed. have to tell me all about it i have so thing. much knowledge in my brain now <laughs> and i know everything my friend made me rate all of the drivers <laughs> on a scale of hotness from one to 20 <laughs> oh my goodness which i have on my computer so Excellent. it's not going it. anywhere um but we have a lot of shit coming up 
Captain Marvel's a really big deal. If you haven't seen it, please mm-hmm. see it. It doesn't really need your support because it's successful anyway. It's a Marvel movie. It's a, you don't make it like a political thing to go see it. Go see it if you want to have fun. It's a great time. And also, she's going to play a really instrumental role in Avengers Endgame. So if you're really into Avengers and you don't see Captain Marvel, that's like... Get some context, you know? Yeah, Figure out what basically. the lay of the land is. Uh, but we had a lot of stuff coming up. And Yay. it's going to be great. Send your Carol Danvers, Murray Rambo fanfic to me at Vodka Lemstand on Twitter. Um, or, you know, if, if it's more private, you can always email it to us at vodkalemstand at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. We also uh, have a contact form on our website. It's true. Vodkalemonadestand.com. That'll go directly to us. Um, yeah, check out the website and uh, rate and subscribe. Rate and subscribe. We're going to go eat and watch more Instant Hotel now. Okay, bye. Bye. Cheers. Cheers.